This is the Oanda Podcast. Brought to you by Jazz FM's Business Breakfast. You're listening to the Oanda Market Insights Podcast, where each week we preview and review all the big business and market stories from across the world with an Oanda Senior Market Analyst. And this week, it is Ed Moyer in New York. Good morning, Ed. How are you doing? Great. Thanks for having me on, Johnny. It's a pleasure. And uh, I believe you've got a big weekend coming up. I do. Uh, my birthday. I'm looking forward to uh, celebrating uh, with my two little ones and wife and a socially distanced visit to my parents in, in New Jersey. So it'll be a nice weekend. And looking back on the last few days, Ed, it was a busy old week for central banks. Uh, the US Fed met on Wednesday and effectively established this uh, three-part test that must be met before there'll be any raise of interest rates. The economy, they say, has to be at maximum employment, inflation rising to 2%, and it must be on track to moderately exceed 2% for some time. So it's going to be years before the economy reaches any of those hurdles, let alone all three. A lot of people were uh, mostly disappointed from the the policy decision. I think that uh, it was well telegraphed that you know the Fed is adopting this new framework. They announced it uh, the prior week in Jackson Hole, and I think there's been strong expectations that you're you're going to see interest rates be you know at zero for at least a few years. And and uh, the, the policy decision, um, while when you dissected it. Yes, it was dovish because it is pretty much making it very difficult to, to have any hawkish behavior. Uh, the, the Fed did not really do anything that um, kind of uh, solidified that uh, they're going to remain active. Um, you know, when we take a look at their behavior throughout this pandemic, the Fed has always impressed, whether uh, it was the lead up to the policy meetings um, or it was um, immediately afterwards announcing new programs, new measures to provide more accommodation to the economy. And this one, it's, it's, it basically signaled the Fed is in wait and see mode. And uh, I think you saw there was a lot of disappointment uh, initially because uh, uh, many Many insiders are expecting, well, possibly they might uh, tweak their purchases more towards the uh, longer term uh, side of debt, and, uh, and that did not happen. So, so I, I think there was a little bit of uh, disappointment there, but you know, the fundamentals still um, pretty much signal that they still have further ammunition. Uh, they're going to possibly do more, uh, probably uh, towards the the. the end of the year after we get beyond the election. Uh, but 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 I, I think you're going to probably see that uh, no one anticipates them overshooting that inflation target for years to come. I think the base case now is three to five years. We're stuck at zero, near zero. And, and there's probably going to be a uh, little incentive to uh, disrupt that. So, so for the most part, it, it was a dovish meeting, but the markets were somewhat disappointed. Yeah, and as you say, it might be years before the economy reaches any of those hurdles, let alone all three. And uh, as you as you mentioned, inflation reaching 2% by 2023 is what most policymakers are predicting with unemployment still above uh, pre-crisis uh, levels at that point. And Jerome Powell said that, you know, we're a long way, the US economy is a long way from meeting the test. And he said he would love to get back to the pre-crisis unemployment rate of 3.5% or lower from what it is now, which is around about 
4%. He said there's no, there's no magic number defining what maximum employment actually means. And uh, we're on new territory here, aren't we? And uh, I can't, you know, let alone six months from now, I can't really see three years from here on in at the moment. We've we got a long, long way to go, haven't we? Uh, very much so. It's hard to even see, you know, up until the, the fourth quarter of this year. I think that um, there, there, there's a lot of damage that's been done to the labor market. And I think while the, the Fed, you know, they, they couldn't be too pessimistic because they had to upgrade most of their forecasts. Uh, you know, uh, the un unemployment rate has improved dramatically in the, in the past couple of months, and the Fed had to play catch up with their pessimistic June forecast. So, you know, uh, the, that was well priced in. Uh, but but I, I think that you're, you're going to see that you know, the, the U.S. is is not really winning uh, the battle against the virus and uh, a lot, many jobs in the service sector are not coming back. So it is going to be extremely difficult to see uh, the, the, the labor market recovery uh, to continue uh, this 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 rebound. Um, right now, if you take a look at continuing claims, um, we've recovered about half of those jobs. Um, you know, to, to recover the next half is going to be extremely difficult, especially when you consider um, what we're starting to see on the virus front. There's been a, a possible interruption to the downward trend in cases, and, and, and that's going to be very concerning. I think everyone is on edge as far as uh, possibly seeing lockdowns again, and, and uh, especially here in New York. You know, we, we haven't even started opening up schools yet, so I think there's a, a lot of uh, nervousness that um, you know we're starting to see some people go back to work and um, and in some cases like in JP Morgan Goldman Sachs they've done that and they've had to send people back immediately so uh, the uncertainty is is going to remain because of the virus and uh, that's really going to thwart any more I think uh, strong recoveries here in, in jobs and, and that's going to keep the Fed a very dovish I think going forward and uh, while we're going to probably see the pressure remain on Congress to, to deliver more stimulus and it's going to be tough to do that as we approach the election so there's there's lots of reasons to expect more more accommodation but right now it, it seems that uh, risky assets are, are going to have some it's going to be a choppy, choppy uh, road ahead for, for most risky assets, I think, uh, until we get beyond the election. Yes, and talking of the election, Ed, how is it going at the moment? As far as the polls are concerned, Biden still, I wouldn't say comfortably ahead, but he's got a, a decent bit of daylight between him and the current president, doesn't he? And uh, what do the markets think about that? Are they, I mean, I, I get the feeling that they're they're torn between wanting Trump to continue for some reasons, but not others. Very much so. I, I think right now, um, when you know, answer your first question, I, the race is tightening. There's, there's no doubt about that. Um, there's, there's been a, a little bit more momentum for the, for President Trump, uh, in the, the lead in uh, the real clear politics poll. It's now below six points. Uh, 538's poll. It's also at. 6.7. So so um, he's, he's gained about a point on each of those polls in the last couple of weeks. So he's heading in the right direction. However, those battleground states, this is where the election is going to be won. Uh, and there's still, uh, I, I think, um, uh, Biden's winning in, in most of the battleground states. And while the lead is slim, he doesn't have to win them all. Uh, and I, I think that when you when you kind of approach, you know, wow, he's really got... Um, 
you know, he, he's he's in a better position uh, than Hillary Clinton was last go around. And uh, and uh, when you take into consideration, everyone's saying, well, he pulled it off against Clinton. Um, you know, but Biden's lead is substantially bigger uh, than where Clinton was at this time. So so I think you're going to see that many, many people are, are going to slowly start to price in that Biden presidency. Um, I, I think that. The one of the biggest stories happened earlier in in, in the week was that uh, former New York City Mayor Michael Bloomberg um, committed a hundred million dollars uh, for the uh, uh, Biden campaign in Florida, uh, and and in this race is 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 going to be heavily uh, about Florida, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin. All, all the battleground states are going to be key. But what Bloomberg did was basically allow Biden to put all his other resources into these other states. So um, as far as money goes, Biden is in a position where he should feel very comfortable now. And uh, if, if he can just maintain the status quo leading up to the debates, which are at the end of the month, uh, he should he should feel com- confident. Uh, and I, I think that the biggest concern for many Americans. Um, when you take a look at some of these polls, you know, they, they, they also have, in addition to choosing uh, your, your preferred candidate, uh, they're, they're, they're all, they're asking questions about the handling of the virus. They're asking, um, you know, what's important to you. And, and, and I think that it's, is going to be this this election for many is going to be a referendum on the handling of the coronavirus and the fact that we are still seeing cases rise in over 20 states we're still um nervously anticipating what's the winter wave going to be like uh, the virus is going to remain on people's minds and and uh i, I think that is uh, the, the the biggest uh, headwind for the president and and uh, that's why i think you're going to probably start to see wall street become a little bit more uh pricey in a, a possible biden presidency and that's going to possibly mean uh higher taxes if they're able to win the senate um it's going to mean tougher regulation i i, I think that you're going to see that's going to kind of uh take a little bit out of that post-election bump that we somewhat see, but it, it's not all negative for Biden because I think there will be um, uh, some some positives as far as globalization. Uh, there's going to be, uh, you know, random tariff threats that come out of the blue. That is not going to be likely his approach. So I think you're going to see multinationals thrive. So I think, you know, the, 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 the negatives uh, for Biden would be mainly taxes and regulations, but the positives would be uh, a much cl- a clearer path towards trade. And uh, you would probably see uh, with both candidates, uh, infrastructure spending be a, a key key uh, initiative for 2021. So so it, it's it's still, there's still a lot that can happen. A lot can go go right or wrong for these candidates. So, um, but the race is tightening, but I, I think that you're gonna see Wall Street will have to finally start pricing in um, a little bit more um, uh, I think uh, downward pressure here because uh, if if Biden does have a complete if there's a blue wave, you know that is not going to be positive for 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 U.S. stocks and global equities in, in that matter. And also, what markets don't want is a close run thing. They don't want there to be any doubt about the election result. If there was one state in it, for instance, or just a few thousand votes in one particular state, like we saw in 2000 with George Bush and Al Gore, particularly with uh, Trump making all sorts of threats over the last few weeks. Um, They'll want Biden to get a clear win result, if that's the case. 
very much so and and i think you know many, many, many people are pricing in you know that 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 risk that you know we we might not get the results for a couple of weeks some people calling possibly even uh before the end of the year uh that would be disastrous for for because of capital. postal votes right yes postal votes are, are going to be uh something that you know we have to remember that Americans, a lot of Americans already were uh, doing uh, postal votes, uh, and and uh, this 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 time, you know, it's it's pretty. Um, I think going to be the the majority are going to try to do that, um, and and and, and uh, there there will be some delays. There will be some issues. There there there's there's going to be many regional stories where there's going to be some things that go wrong. But yeah. but ultimately, but ultimately, I I, th I think that. Uh, uh, it's going to come down to, uh, you know, a handful of states, and uh, I, I think that you're probably um, going to see that uh, it, it might take a week, it might take a little bit more, but uh, if if uh, the if 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 you see Biden winning in, in in some of those battleground states, that might just be enough. You know, we might not get the final results, but they might the markets might firmly believe that you know we know who's the winner going to who, who the winner will be, and that will be good enough for for um, I think um, all these uh, um, trades as far as uh, the dollar and uh, U.S. stocks. And apparently, uh, m not millions, but certainly thousands, if not tens of thousands, of Americans have already voted. Yeah, which would, which would work in Biden's <laughs> favor, really, wouldn't it? Bearing in yes. mind Trump's not having a good time of it at the moment. No, very, very much so, and uh, I, I think you're gonna you're gonna probably see that uh, uh, the the uh, undecided voter too is is it, this is this 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 election it's it's very small. I think I, I think they have had it under under ten percent. So I, I think that uh, you, you're probably going to see that uh, um, polling might hold up this 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 election, um, and uh, unless we have some surprising uh, or gaffes or outcomes as far as the virus or, or in trade, uh, you're, you're going to probably see things remain, um, I think, uh, the status quo going into the election. OK, let's switch sides to the other side of the big pond. And the Bank of England, of course, made a few announcements this week. And uh, I, th I suppose the most interesting one, the spectre of negative interest rates has loomed large in the comments made by the Monetary Policy Committee. And uh, that that's back with a vengeance, isn't it? Because it went quiet for a while. Uh, of course, the rate's still at 0.1%, but the chances of it going uh, negative are a lot higher than they were three days ago. Yeah, very much so. And, and this is, I, I mean, people have to remember that you know, negative interest rates is, is nothing new to the, the BOE narrative. <laughs> uh, they, 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 took a, they took a look uh, at the August meeting, and uh, I think that you're going to see that, you know, this this meeting it was more of a, a technical discussion. Uh, the the bank, you know, they've kind of maintained that stance that you know rates right now are appropriate, and uh, I, I think that you're going to see that they're they're ready to do more. And with the with the uh, the big question mark that is Brexit. Uh, you know, they, they 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 might have to quickly act if if things go uh, in, in the wrong direction there, uh, but 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 you have to um, understand too that, you know, the 
the BOE will probably be one of the earlier ones to 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 resume their easing cycles. Right now, uh, if you take a look at most of the the, the central banks, the major ones, uh, pretty much everyone is on hold right now. You're you're, you're starting to see that. Um, um, Everyone is going to wait to see exactly how the economic recovery continues, wait to see if fiscal policies are going to be pushed through. Uh, it, it's kind of a, almost the same template for, 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 for many central banks. And, and I, I think that right now you, you probably see that uh, for, for the BOE, they're going to be very concerned about the virus. If we have more shutdowns, you know, the employment outlook is going to be fairly bleak. And I think that you're, you're going to probably want to be quick in, in providing more, more support for the economy. So, so I, I think that the, the BOE is, is, is doing right now all the right things. They're kind of preparing the markets and, 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 you know, negative rates is, should not surprise many people. I think, you know, you even take a look at uh, what, you know, is happening in the Fed, um, you know, many investors are also pricing in possible negative rates for the for the, the US. So I think the negative rates is a policy tool that is has been used by others, and it will probably be used by more in the future, um, depending on the economic recovery. And right now, um, things are not looking as rosy as they were a couple months ago or a month ago. So I think uh, that that risk is growing. Yes, and we've got a lot of mini lockdowns already in place across the UK at the moment with more looking likely. So it's a rather depressing scene. We had a, a bit of a upward blip in July and August with our you know, discounts on food. The sun was out. Uh, people were you know, really enjoying themselves for the first time in months. And then suddenly it's back with a vengeance. And uh, I have to say, it's for some people, it's come as a bit of a a bit of a blow and particularly if you're in the commercial and business world and suddenly you're seeing less people out uh, you know shopping and uh, going out to eat and drink it's across all of europe i, I think you know the nodal bull exception is, is germany where it, it's fallen over the past month but hospitalizations are rising in spain um uh, they're up i think nearly sixfold in france there's 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 this uh sudden reversal and and uh, you know the I, I think that that is going to to really kind of uh, weigh in on the outlook and and uh, this is uh, sadly before the, the 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 winter wave and when people are not going outside and they're going to be indoors more so um, the you know the the world wants that vaccine the world wants it to be effective and they want it to be um, one of the you know the the big bets that are already starting to be produced. So I, I think that you're going to see that uh, until until we have a um, a better outlook on the virus, it, it's going to be really hard to be uh, con constructive about um, European assets in the short term, just because that uh, the, the fear of you know returning lockdowns and for extended periods of time is is, is going to really cripple uh, the the recovery that has slowly been unfolding. OK, before we let you go, Ed, um, let's look ahead to the next seven days or so. Watch the, what particularly springs to mind in the next week? I, I, th I think that, you know, the, the, the main event for me is going to be uh, the, the testimonies from Fed Chair Powell and, and Secretary Mnuchin. Uh, uh, Powell is going to get grilled by 
by Congress and the House. They're 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 really going to try to get a handle as far as um, you know what what more clarity on on their new policy framework, and they're going to try to get more um, answers on to why uh, they're 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 hesitant in, in, in doing more, especially um, with the lack of fiscal stimulus that, um, you know, we've been waiting for, for, for a couple, a few months now. Uh, so, so I think that that is going to uh, possibly uh, provide us with another uh, dovish commitment by the Fed. And uh, that will, you know, that's kind of been the, 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 the safety net for, for stocks and uh, for risky assets and commodity currencies. So I think that's going to be uh, um and that's a couple of days of uh, of grilling for Fed Chair Powell, so that's going to be closely watched. Um, the Brexit negotiations, those are going to be uh, the informal uh, discussions are going to continue. I think that uh, you're going to see that um, there's going to be close attention to the EU's response. You know, they're I think they've been threatening the. Uh, the collapsing these trade talks, you know, unless uh, uh, Johnson withdraws that legislation. So there's, there's, it's going to be uh, uh, keeping your eyes on those Brexit headlines and um, looking, looking um, deeper into to the trading week. I think you're going to see that there's um, market PMI data from the U.S. That's going to show um, if the recovery is stalling on the manufacturing and service side. Uh, that's going to be key for the U.S. And uh, we, we have a plethora of, of rate decisions, um, uh, but I, I think that you're going to probably see that um, most most central banks, um, whether it's Norway, Sweden, uh, you're probably going to see uh, no changes in policies. Everyone's going to uh, wait and and then see if the economic recovery uh, requ requires further support. So that's going to be closely watched. Um, New Zealand is expected to be on hold as well. So there's there's the there's a lot of rate decisions and um, a plethora of Fed speak from other members. Um, Fed President uh, James Bullard for St. Louis and also uh, Chicago Fed's Charles Evans. Um, so lots lots of Fed speaks. There's there's a um, not really uh, one particular or two that uh, uh, main economic releases that I'm focused on. So it should be a active week with um, policy uh, makers speaking. And uh, that's probably uh, the, the main event for the week. Okay, Ed, have a great weekend and enjoy your birthday. And we'll speak to you again in a week's time. Thanks, Johnny. Have a good one, too. From the team behind Jazz FM's Business Breakfast, a daily early morning 30-minute briefing for the day ahead. On air from 6am. Listen to Jazz FM on DAB, online or just ask Alexa.